Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, Taylor Wells, episode 96, coming at you. Big episode 96 for you guys today. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. We we really appreciate you guys. All you new listeners out there, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show that never ends. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That sounds like... Yes, it's the yes. show... It sounds like a carnival, the worst kind. Yeah, you ride till you throw up. <laughs> I mean, that's why I go to carnivals. Though. That is. That... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, big news on the show today. Uh, for the first time, we are becoming uh, big boys and uh, actually you know, doing, doing something uh, productive with mm. the show instead of using it as a reason to drink and talk about it. Well, I mean, hockey. we'll still do that, but... Which... Just right, more right. professional. It wouldn't be the show if we didn't. Right, do yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. As I, as I, mm, mm. delicious. Sipping. Uh, cur- currently sipping some whiskey on ooh. ice. Uh, ugh, some harsh whiskey. Uh, but if you can see, you can you can see yeah. Taylor. Um, this this you you know where this came from? No, wait. Oh, hey, CPA baby. Hey, <laughs> I, I was is. missing the uh, arena part. Uh, drinking, drinking. Yes, drinking some whiskey from our recyclable aluminum cups that I uh, got at Climate Pledge there Arena. There you go. Felt that was a, a good good use. Uh, it's, hey, somebody's got to recycle. That's right. Yeah, you, you have to. <laughs> you got to if, if you're not you're not going to recycle it at the Kraken game. You but... Recycle those cups. They have to be at your own dispense. So that's fun. That's yeah, correct. that's good. Yeah. Um, no more beating around the bush. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Dusty Mentor Podcast has joined the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we are so excited oh, yeah. to be a part of this group of amazing hockey podcasts. Uh, uh, Christ, uh, we learned a lot of we learned a lot about a, a lot of shows that we didn't even know existed. That's right. It's, it's a big, big network. Um, just you know, re- really excited to kind of see what some of these other shows have to offer right i mean like you know they're, they're ones that um are pretty you know dedicated to a lot of the teams there's some there's some other ones that are pretty you know just nhl specific and stuff like that but um yeah really looking forward to being able to kind of even talk with some of these other hosts i think it's just a, a good thing for the podcast and uh, just a fun fun thing in general right like we'll you know we'll kind of be able to uh, jump onto maybe some other podcasts but bring on some some experts on the specific teams when we uh, you know don't know anything about the Florida Panthers for 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 example right what are you so, talking about what are you talk, I mean, are you talking about Florida Panthers expert over maybe, here maybe maybe you maybe yeah i think a better example is like uh uh, Christ, if you if you had to get me to name like anything more than the first two lines of like Ottawa or Winnipeg, yeah. You're, you, so for like two hundred bucks, you couldn't do it. The 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 top twelve in the offense? No, definitely not. There's no. That's way. hard to do on any team, though. You, isn't it? The bottom. I mean, not the teams that we follow. Sure. Gr- granted, you can't. Okay, you can't be like, oh, well, that guy's on IR right now. Okay, that wouldn't count, but. Um, because you know, there's no way that you and I are gonna know, you know, the starter from their AHL affiliate that they pulled up for one game when we did this hypothetical quiz. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect for us to be better than that, but I mean, you know, as much as you follow the AHL, and I'm an ECHL guy, but whatever. Oh, I don't follow the AHL <laughs> at all. <laughs> 
I wish I did. I wish I knew a little bit more about them. I, if anything, I know more about the WHL just because of the, the Chiefs and the, the Americans yeah. and the Silver Tips and the Thunderbirds. Yeah. And the Winterhawks. Can't forget about Portland. I mean... Did you see that they changed their logo? Yeah, they did. I, I think it was the begin. It was either the beginning of this season or last. Um, yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. I, I I like it. It's I. It's definitely. It, they definitely did it for for PR and and uh, more woke reasons. But that being said, I like the new logo. It looks good. Hey, so there you go. Whatever whatever the reason was that and they, that and they just don't need to be copying the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, like that's that's just like a it's it's like how lazy do you need to be? It's like um, the Dallas Stars affiliate is the Texas Stars, yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just, it's just the same logo. And you're like, okay, like we couldn't have gotten any more clever about this. <laughs> just one color difference. That's all we wanted, guys, but fail. Yeah, I I like when the AHL, AHL team has like a loose affiliation with its NHL team. Like uh, I love how the the Detroit Red Wings' AHL team is the Grand Rapid Griffins, right. like with with the wings on their back. Right. So I I like that kind of like it's a loose affiliation. Um, that you know the Henderson Silver Knights for the Golden for the Golden Knights. Um, so I I like that, but sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like um, like the Firebirds for Seattle that doesn't make sense. sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part, right? Like, I think in general, those teams already kind of existed. And then it was just like, you know, uh, we'd have to do some actual research to find out. But figuring out, you know, then then the then the NHL just decided to make the AHL like affiliate teams, um, you know, just, yeah. co- just combined connecting them. Fun fact. Fun fact, my childhood was a complete lie because pretty much all the uh, the teams I played on when I was a kid. Uh, all the logos and colors were just ripoffs of AHL teams and OHL teams. Yeah, I mean, I had no our idea. Creativity the, uh, back then was the Inland Empire. Yeah, oh yeah, it was real bad. The the Inland Empire Warhorses literally ripped their logo from the Barry Colts. Perfect. And ripped the colors directly from the Chicago Wolves, like the the maroon. <laughs> Copy paste. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, copy and paste. Just took the took the logo from the Barry Colts and said, "Ah, oh, if we just we just throw the colors from one team and the logo from another, they'll never figure it out." I mean, could you imagine? And, can you imagine some of these junior teams like trying to sue a AAA freaking team out of like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? <laughs> like the amount of shit they would get up in Rochester. Yeah, dude, like, like of course it's not like you know they're they're almost daring them at that point. Like, okay, yeah, it's the Barry Colts logo. Like, do something about it. You know. <laughs> Uh, that you know what miracle is a beloved hockey movie by like 99 percent of the the hockey community but i bet every hockey fan in rochester was just like what the fuck (laughs) like because of that movie every team that's from rochester new york is now affiliated with throwaway games (laughs) i mean how do you know that the people of rochester make up one percent of hockey but that's just, I feel like we're just stabbing at stats, but, um, because of anger, like they, they made hockey fans with that. Like, you know what? Fuck miracle. Like we're going to, we're going to make good. We're going to grow a generation of hockey players and we're going to make a good. This isn't going to be throwaway games. We're never playing a throwaway game. Good for them. There will never be a throwaway game in Rochester again. again. (laughs) Just lit a fire under the, it's like. It's like Notre Dame where they have the side that they hit. It just says no throwaway game. <laughs> Let's go, boys. There's no trash cans. Yeah. De- 
In any mm-hmm. in any rink in Rochester, there's no. Yeah, drinking. people just th- people recycle. <laughs> if we have any uh, Rochester, New York listeners, please let. Yeah, us know. I'd love to hear how those games have improved since Miracle on Ice. God, they've got to be better now. Just producing NHL players. Okay, so, um, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so right. many, so many now. Just, just can't handle the the throwaway <laughs> uh, title. Uh, so, yes, uh, with the addition uh, to the Hockey Podcast Network, which we're really excited about, uh, we'll be we'll be adding, you know, hopefully be adding some guests yep. on here. Uh, maybe we'll be jumping on some other shows here uh, when we want to focus on a specific team. We might be able to reach out to uh, one of the one of the, uh, the podcasts in our network and, and get their advice on something. I mean, in fact, I'd love to talk to uh, Vancouver. Uh, this episode's going to be heavily, uh, heavily influenced on the Vancouver Canucks because they're in the sure. news, and they also recently played the Kraken. So uh, we'll be talking a little bit about them. But I'd love to bring somebody on from Vancouver and just get kind of, you know, feel uh, feel their pain. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to hear, you know, the struggle, and I want to hear uh, how how things are just not great at the moment. Yeah, I want to know. I want to feel the suffering. Yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know wish them all the best but at the same time we kind of kind of want to just feel their suffering a little bit just feel the energy in the room and exactly. and uh, you know get under their level so we're we're allowed to talk shit a little bit the kraken have lost to them literally every time except this last game so we're allowed to do that um but so super excited about that getting our word out there more um just getting more dv stuff out into the world uh, once again, this episode is brought to you by John Miller. Uh, thank you, John, for sponsoring the show. Uh, change your batteries and your smoke detectors, folks. Shovel around those fire hydrants. Uh, don't walk on ice. Don't use space heaters. And uh, when you see those boots, put money in them. There you go. Anything Anything else that firefighters care about? Uh, be nice to Dalmatians. And... Yeah, no, that sounds about right. The only thing I keep keep your poles. Yes, lube, lube your poles. That's important. Lube your poles. It's very important to have a lubed pole. That's uh, how injuries. When that's how injuries occur in the firefighting community. Can yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Too many unlubed mm-hmm. poles in the firefighting Definitely. community uh, cause serious and friction, work work related injuries. Yeah. And so much friction among the yeah, staff. It's just a horrible, horrible team bonding experience when there's not a looped pole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this might be the last episode that's brought to you by there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, but also moving forward, folks, we're gonna and uh, you guys might actually notice that we have a we'll have a professional ad read here at the middle of the show. Uh, it's going to be brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, they're the they've partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network, so we'll be having their ads on every episode now. So uh, if you guys are interested in joining up with what DraftKings has to offer and what we're talking about later on, just listen in, and we'll have some info for you. Uh, last shout out before we get into the show, uh, our long listener Tim. Uh, our fir- first first guy that has picked up some Dusty Bender merch and not only picked it up, but sent us in some pics of him drinking a mm. beer right before a beer league game. Tim, you're our hero, man. Like, hats off to you. That's just exactly what you want to see, right? I mean, you want to see yep. Yep. Dusty yes. Bender hockey podcast merchandise with a nice cold beer yep. watching some hockey. 
You know Tim. You know Tim went out there and scored a hat trick. hundred oh, percent. I'd be surprised if it was just you know a hat trick. You know. Well, the only reason he didn't score more. The Gretzky rule. That's right. Yeah. He he only had three goals, and then they and then they moved him back to defense, and then he had another nine assists. Oh shit! Just dishing. He sc- he scored a hat trick, but they disallowed. Mm. Like they they're like, no man, you we, it's it's counted as an icing in beer league. They move it they, like if you score on a hat trick, they you get an icing and they move it back to your zone. A lot of icings mm. that game because Tim was just on a rampage. Yeah, yeah. Three three goals, nine assists. He ended that. Yeah, just left it on the whole game, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you got absolutely. it. I mean, that's need to get some. New... We need to get. We need to get helmet stickers. That'd be sick. Who's gonna? Th- I mean, you know, besides maybe us and like our 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 moms. Like, who's gonna put that on their helmet? Come on. <laughs> I mean, if if if, peop- if if we made them and people know that we're scoring a hat trick every game, yeah, I'd probably be going like hotcakes. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. We do Dusty Bender themed uh, name tags. Mm. You know, like how mites. It's it cover it covers yeah. up the stop sign on the back of the jersey. <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> I, I well, I was gonna stop, but <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, neck no. injuries are gonna just skyrocket across the AAA leagues. How long have we been laughing at that stop sign on the back of jerseys? I think as long as I've been alive. As long as it's been funny. I don't think anybody's ever been like they've seen that stop sign there. Oh shit, man! I, I should probably. Stop. I mean, didn't stop Tyler Myers. Okay, last last shout out for the show. Um, Dusty Bender podcast making an appearance yet at another Anchor Alliance bar. This time, uh, probably I, I would say our favorite. Anchor Alliance Bar in Spokane, mm-hmm. and arguably our our favorite in the network, the Hub Tavern, coming out of Spokane. Uh, shout out to the Hub. Shout out to Dave over those folks. They're great folks over there. Uh, huge Kraken fans, and and real big supporters of any player that's been through the Spokane system. So uh, NHL players that are from Spokane or have played at the Chiefs for one time or another. It's very strange. Like you walk in there and you've got multiple games on because you know on you're rooting for Edmonton because. Uh, um, Kyler Yamamoto and uh, Derek Ryan mm-hmm. are skating for them, and they were they were Chiefs. And then on another one, you've got uh, Minnesota playing because you got Spurgeon skating on on the defense. So um, cool folks there, cool folks over at the Hub, and uh, always definitely recommend them anytime you go. There. Yeah, yeah, buddy. I mean, you know, anyone anyone that wants to talk hockey, own a hockey bar, and drink beer with us. I mean that's a lot of check marks, so you know that's that's a pretty cool little setup. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't find a lot of people that want to yeah, drink beer with us. That's us. right. That's why you and I just get together is <laughs> we're our only friends. <laughs> that's how this that's how this podcast sure starts. <laughs> Coming to a bar stool near you. Fuck. All right. Coming to a bar stool near you. Absolutely. All right. Without further ado, I think we've we've been sure. in the bush long enough, or or lubed up our pole, lubed yeah. up our poles. Yeah. definitely enough. Yeah. Uh, jumping into some crack and talk here, folks. Uh, we've uh, since we left you, they have played three games. Uh, took on the New Jersey Devils at home, uh, the Avs at home, I believe, and the long, long, long hated Vancouver mm. Canucks. Considering we haven't been able to beat yep. them yet. Uh, took those three games on, and uh, I'm I'm not I'm not too not not too shabby results. I would say 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're looking at like that three game set, um, you know, sneaking one out against the Devils, I think that's one of the better games to watch. Personally, I think that was that was a pretty sweet game to watch. Uh, man, Donato was flying at the beginning too, right? Um, uh, you know, so that was that was a good one with the Devils. I think the the one against Colorado is is the one that uh, we'll kind of jump onto a topic here in a little bit about. Uh, but that was a good game. You know, t- tough loss in a shootout, but still getting a point out of it. Uh, and then we'll save it for the end. But man, that third one was fun to just fucking destroy them. So. Uh, God, it felt good, didn't it? At at no point it felt close. Whatever. The Kraken controlled the game from beginning to end, and I was all about it. It it, didn't feel bad. Yeah, it's 6-1 at the end of the game, and they're getting, like, some chances, and it's like, dude, you guys are bad. Yeah, it's it's, no. Even when the crowd was was, uh, going, Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. Oh, yeah, it was, no, it would... There was literally no sympathy. God, maybe no. maybe any other team that like doesn't doesn't have that with the, with Vancouver who haven't lost to six times in a row. Um, maybe there might be something for another team, but Seattle, nope. We're gonna take we're gonna take this one, and uh, yeah, we, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the Devils, man, it's hard to. That was that was. It's one of those games where it's it's a prove it game. You know, like the Devils are a good team. They're they're obviously in talks. They're contenders. Yep. I don't know if they're I don't think anybody's in the class of the Boston Bruins at the moment, but this game this game was a prove it one and for once this was one off of an individual effort. Yeah. Did you did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, Burkowski. Um yeah, that was that was solid individual effort right there, and sometimes you need that. Yeah, it's it's definitely one. You know, thinking back to it, it's definitely one. I think Blackwood probably would have wanted back. Right? It was a, it was a little squeaky, but man, they don't ask how it goes in. They just count them up at the fucking end, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, man. But yeah, don't ask how. They that's right. Uh, but yeah, man, Donato. Donato is he fucking sniped another one the other night. Um, what was that last night? Right, kids. Yeah, kids. God, just that he's on a fucking roll, unreal. dude. Is that that's the backhand one, right? From Donato last night. Yeah. yeah. And the Kraken and the Kraken are hurt right now too. We've got injuries. Yeah. yeah. Which is something. To, I mean, the fact that we're playing this solid of hockey with with people down truly shows the depth of this team. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you still got a lot of your big names up there, right? So I mean, you got your goal scorers, McCann. You got your um, man, I I really like that third line that they're rolling out right now with uh, anyone like put anybody between Tolvanen and Bjorkstrand right now. I think just watching yesterday's game, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but watching yesterday's game, those two Bjorkstrands, man, those two just know where they fucking Bjorkstrand's are. Man. He- like he's he's finally coming. Oh alive. yeah, dude, it's it's like Tol- it's like Tolvanen was the the key, just unlocked this dude. Um, and I mean, Bur- you know, yep. still have Burakovsky, still have, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their big scores. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get to kind of the Maddie news and stuff like that. Um, I think what we've really seen, and even in the, even in the, we, we were kind of talking about this through the New Jersey game, um, kind of just leaving some guys open, right? Bad change, I think was one of the goals. Um, so, I mean, in, in those regards, like, I think there's still some things I need to tighten up. I don't, I still don't love this defense. Um, I think, you know, I think we'll probably talk in the future here on where they can 
add some some guys potentially at the deadline and i think that defense might need to be looked at um i think we can easily say that the kraken are going to be i now i don't think they're going to be huge buyers but we could say we i think we can we can comfortably say that they're going to be buyers, right? I think so. I think it, the only reason I could see them not being is because Francis and, and Haxtell don't want to fuck with the chemistry shit, um, which is fine. I mean, we we can see that, ha- you know, we see that success a little bit. But, I mean, I would go as far as saying that this team needs to be looking towards their window is opening up for the playoffs right now for the Cup. And they need to be going after some of these. I mean, maybe Chickren isn't the guy, but I'm definitely considering two first-round picks if Chickren can have any sort of season like he has this year and he can help us into the playoffs. I think he's definitely someone to take a peek at. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they do have they have some injuries right now, right? So, you know, there's still um, Schultz being out definitely doesn't doesn't help. Um, you know, change. Yeah, shorts shorts is is another big one Uh, but it kind of gives some of these other guys a a little bit more of a chance right so i mean fuck they haven't missed a beat really right like you know uh morgan geeky came in and you know yeah honestly i I don't mind geeky but i think he kind of brings down tanev and sprong on that fourth line a little bit um you know but I, i but at the same time like not much right and it's your fourth line it's not it's not a huge deal but um yeah, no. That, uh, no, if Morgan Geeky is one of your weak points on the fourth line, you're you're still yeah, you're doing, doing pretty okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's not a problem. Uh, yeah, it, all you do is you move Schultz back in, and then everybody kind of shifts around again. But no, I I think you're doing just fine. You're not. You're not really worried yeah, about. So that. yeah, so no, yeah, nice win. Or sh- yeah, yeah Schwartz. Uh, yeah, night and Schultz is out too. But yeah. Um, yeah, nice, nice win. You know, against New Jersey, I think that's a that's definitely. I mean, they broke New Jersey's five game winning streak, right? I mean, New Jersey was on a pretty good little streak. Um, yeah. This team, you know, just rolled them. In my opinion, I think they dominated just about just about you know most of the game. I think they just had those lapses, and it led to New, New Jersey just pounced. Um, but I do think they controlled a lot of that game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the the tying goal was on a power. Uh, that's a good that's a good question. I don't think so. They did so. I I think what happened in that game. So there there was a shorthanded goal. Uh, I know that. Um, and I think I think that yes. turned a little bit of momentum. Um, yep. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Heisher's Heisher's goal was just. I don't know. You could just kind of you, you felt a weird. You felt something looming over your shoulders like it was going to happen, and they, they tied it up with, like, you know, fuck, a minute left. Um, I mean, he sure, you and I have sang the praises of Nico great two-way on guy. show multiple Yeah, times. great two-way guy. Guy is, guy is one of the best two-way guys. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Burakovsky coming through with a big goal in, in OT. Um, well, fun OT to watch, too. I think it was, you know, some good chances and stuff, so... Um, yeah, and then just jumping jumping right over to the Colorado game, I think is, you know, um another one and and this is this is one that uh you know, you and I were kind of discussing a little bit. There's been some discussions lately in the Kraken uh, realm about uh, about about the how the team plays in front of Philip Grubauer versus Martin Jones. Um yeah, we definitely we've kind of we've kind of discussed this Grubauer fanboy shit, and uh, man, it's it's alive and well, especially after that you know two one shootout loss, right? Um, 
Yeah, what do you think let, of this? Let me preface this discussion. Let me let me preface this discussion by saying that I I am going to double down on what we have said in previous episodes. Jones is the starter for this team until proven right. otherwise. And what I mean by that is it's not like, oh, Grubauer's strung together three wins. Maybe we should start doing a timeshare. No, 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 no. Jones is the starter until he shows that he's not right. the starter. If Jones if Jones has a relapse of getting shelled by, you know, uh, Vegas when he was playing for San Jose and has an absolute spiral, sure, okay, like now it's time to maybe give, give Grubauer hmm. another shot. But at the moment, though, Jones is stitching together wins, and he's playing good hockey. He's not, is he? No, he's not elite. Grubauer is also not playing elite, okay? Like, I don't care if he's got two wins on the year or three wins on the year or whatever. You know, it, yeah, shootout loss to Colorado, a very injured Colorado, mind you. Um, I just, I don't know. I I think that, that's great. If Grubauer had, I'm not going to root against Philip Grubauer. I, I want him to do well. If 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 everything we would he would be our starter, and we'd be he would be earning the money that sure. we're paying him. Because right now it sucks to have it sucks to have starter money sitting on the bench while your backup is actually you know your starter. That being said, Philip Grubauer is not playing starterness. He's he's lost his starter role, and Jones has no. It's I guess what I'm saying is is. I feel that no matter how, in a general sense, no matter how he plays, Grubauer is going to be relegated to backup duties until Jones decides that he will not. Not not the other way around. I don't care. I don't care if Philip Grubauer posts three shutouts in a row. If Jones is still getting wins and he's posting above 900 save percentages, hell, even high eight a win's a win at the end of the day a win's a win if jones is getting us wins he's right. a starter he's earned it yeah yeah so in this game in this game you can easily say that grubauer played well i'm not gonna take away i'm not saying that he played bad okay shootouts are dumb ever i think as a, a collective hockey community even the players themselves we've all agreed that any that shootouts are stupid like it's it's a skilled competition at the end of the game and shouldn't decide how a hockey game ends. We do it just so we can finally not mm-hmm. have ties. Fine. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say, ah, oh, you know, it's Grubauer's fault. It's shootout. Fucking whatever. Shootouts are shootouts. Like, at the, at the end of it, it's not a true measure of if a team is better or not. Right. So I, I just don't I, I just don't buy that. So I, I will sit here. I will comfortably say Grubauer mm-hmm. had a good game. That's fine. Grubauer had a great game. But he's still not the star. Yeah, and I, and I agree. I think I think one of the points that was brought up, it was uh, it was actually the announcer. Uh, what's his What's his? Oh, it's the it's the, actually the radio guy. It's not the announcer. Um, anyways, so he was basically saying, you know, this team plays worse in front of Grubauer, and that's the fault, right? The fault is the team not playing for Grubauer. Grubauer is actually playing pretty well, so he does have like a point nine one three or something like that in his. It basically since he came back from injury, so he's he's his save percentage actually looks okay. 
Um, I think your goals against average obviously plays a role as well. You can't just pick the the best looking stat and say, look at this. Grubauer's doing really fucking good because of his, his saves percentage, right? Um, and so I think that's that's also what we're doing. Uh, trying trying to get clicks, right? Like, I mean, obviously that's what that's happening here too. Sure. Um, yeah, trying to trying rile people. people up. But I I think it's just funny to kind of see this like side of Kraken fandom that in in honesty maybe they do know hockey. They just they they have a they know Grubauer personally, right? Like, I don't you know I don't know exactly what it is, but like I agree with you, I, Jones. Jones, even even here, here's here's my thing, and, to, and we can kind of move on from this after, more uh, you know, depending. But I I think just saying that the team plays worse in front of Grubauer as the excuse to go back to Grubauer or like. You know, basically, like, make it seem like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's stupid as fuck. Like, the team is playing better in front of Martin Jones. Martin Jones should be playing, right? right. Yeah. Even if that, Come even on. that, even if that is an argument, right? There's just which it's not exactly. Which it's it's not. just like, so stupid the, to me. The, the game. There was. I, I need to pull up his fantasy stuff right now. I've got Jones pulled up, and I was looking. So Jones posted a. 0.900 in the New Jersey game and a 0.950 in the right. Vancouver game. Solid numbers. Um, not great numbers in the Edmonton game, but we already talked about that in the last episode. That's kind it's of an outlier. Loss. And the Kraken were kind of set up. For, the Kraken were kind of set up for failure mm-hmm. on that game. Like the, I don't, I don't think that that falls on any one individual. And, and more often than not, you could blame the schedule, honestly, um, which was probably the the thing that was playing against them the most on that. Um, yeah, looking at uh, Grubauer's goals against average, 3.07. That's total, though, right? It's not great. That's total, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, oh yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't disagree. It's, here's the thing, and I jumped on one of the forums, and it was like, I don't disagree with you. The team is playing worse in front of Grubauer, right? But that doesn't mean that he's the starter. That definitely shouldn't mean that he's the no. starter, because the, literally, quoting what you're saying, they're playing worse in front of Grubauer. So why the fuck would you put Grubauer in the back? Right. Like it just to right. me is just yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah. So his his last games, he's got he played Colorado, a two one shootout loss. He played Tampa, a tough team, uh, a four one mm-hmm. loss. Buffalo got the four three win. Uh, we watched that, but he you know, eh. and then uh, he he start that Edmonton loss seven to two, which. That I think that game is still maybe maybe I'll admit a little bias here. Like that game is still burned into my fucking mm-hmm. brain. Okay, that guy. I don't want people to forget that he let in. Fuck, we were in a three goal deficit with not even five minutes into right. the game because of Grubauer. He played three minutes and fifty five seconds and let in three goals. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's. After a performance like that, and if the other guy is getting wins and not playing bad, I'm I'm sorry. Like that's just how it's got to be. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. At the end of the day, it's not a, it's not about boosting Grubauer's stats. It's about getting to the fucking playoffs and and going further, which it seems like this team has the potential to do. So yeah. So I. I mean, my thing is, this this whole fanboy part. Why are we why are we trying to get a like do we feel bad for his huge fucking contract sitting on the bench? No. Why no we don't. We're winning games. It doesn't fucking matter. Do we feel 
the apologist, the apologist. Sure. Like, get at the, other people making 5.5 million a fucking year or something. Maybe like, like if you're making 5.5 million a year doing literally the sport that you fucking love to do. Sure. Right. I could feel bad for, you know, I could, then you can feel bad for him sitting on the bench and, you know, making that kind of money. Right. Like, sure. Cause you can relate to that and nobody else can, um, right. you know, or we feel bad for his feelings. It's like, no, he's still getting starts. He just, he's still getting, he's still getting starts. He's still getting paid. He's still with the team. He's st- like, where, like, where, like, how, wh- how are we supposed to feel bad? Like, why do we feel bad for that? I just, it I blows f- my mind. You want, you want to know, you want to know my conspiracy mm-hmm. theory on this? Kraken fans desperately want a Mark Andre Fleury situation. Which can't expand. Fleury is even he's been gone off the team for what mm-hmm. two three years now flurry is still a household name in vegas okay mm. he he is the face of that fucking franchise and when you take philip grubauer shit year one before he even hit the ice we're already calling he's the german gentleman and every time he makes an awesome save the whole crowd grew mm. like there's an identity being built they want him to be mm-hmm. good like they they want him to succeed, but unlike Mark Andre Fleury, who took the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup Final, and and played and put up decent. I mean, fuck, he won a Vesna Trophy with them there mm-hmm. his last year, um, second to last year. Grubauer's not putting right. up the numbers. He's not putting up the consistency. So you want to love him. You want him to be the celebrity. You want him to be the face of the team. And in many ways, you know, like you you can compare like a goalie in many ways is like a, you know, like a quarterback, how you make them the face of your franchise or something in football. They, they want it to be because he is a good dude and it's easy to market Philip Grubauer. But unfortunately his numbers aren't backing it up. It's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's the problem that the NHL and the Anaheim Ducks are running into with Zegras. Like Zegras personally is marketable as fuck. He's a young, handsome dude. He's putting up Michigans. He's a young, hotshot player in the league. Like, it's great. Unfortunately, the Ducks are terrible. Yeah. So it makes it hard. It makes it hard to market these. Yeah. No, I I think if if you are a hockey fan and that's how you're thinking about your team and the players on your team, I hate to break it to you. You are a half-ass hockey fan. Okay, <laughs> that to me is just so brutal. If the, if that's the conspiracy theory, uh, those people probably. That's my that's my conspiracy. Yeah, that's theory. fine. I think that that's and and you know what? Here's my counter to that. We have we we are on a maritimed with like we are fans of a maritime themed mm-hmm. hockey team, the Seattle mm-hmm. Kraken. Like it's about the bay and the ocean and whatnot. The team literally comes out with release the Kraken before every fucking hockey game. The guy who's trying to take Philip uh, Philip Grubauer's job is Martin mm-hmm. Jones. You know how easy it is to call him fucking Davy Jones? In his locker. Or something. Yeah, Davy fucking Jones and his locker. Absolutely. That is there's there's marketing there's so much marketing yeah. here. Okay? Yeah. There's, there's plenty of Martin Jones is a likable dude. Okay, I'm not saying it's not to take away from Phil Grubauer, but fuck Ugh. man, yeah, kills me. Uh, j- just to read, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with this. This is the write up that ESPN Fantasy did on Jones. 
after the last game. Says Jones, I know you hate. I you fucking hate, hate their writers too. Wherever the hell they're getting it from, they're fucking yeah, garbage. It, it seems it seems like they do they do spit these out really quick. Actually, no, this is from Rotowire, and Rotowire right. is pretty good. Um, Jones stopped Jones stopped nineteen of twenty shots in Wednesday's six one win over the Canucks. Jones improved to nine one and zero in January. Nine one <laughs> and zero in January, earning the win easily in a game the Kraken controlled from the start. As we as we're about to talk about, the thirty three old thirty three year old has limited opponents to one goal or less in five of his last ten appearances this month. He's up to twenty three six and three with a two point seven eight goals against and a .895 save percentage through 34 games a season. Something to be desired. I'm not saying that's good. He's the hot hand for the Kraken, so it wouldn't be surprising to see him start the first half of a back-to-back Friday versus the Flames. So, Bravo, Rotowire. I mean, Bravo. No, are this... Yeah, that was that was, that was was succinct and, and yeah. well-written. Um, I couldn't agree more. I yeah, is that does that save percentage have something to be desired? Totally. Like we we need to get those numbers. We we need to bump those numbers up to above nine hundred. But we'll get there if if the wins keep coming in. We're right. Gonna get there. I mean, he's you know you're also making which you know both goalies are trying to make up for what was a pretty sluggish start to the season, right? And a couple stinkers here and there, right? So I mean, you know they're 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 behind the eight ball anyways. But yeah, I nine and one in January. Get out of here. Get out of here. You can't, you can't argue, argue with, you with that. You can't That's argue with those numbers. Man. You can't argue with them. At the end of the day, his save percentage could be 800, but if he's 10 sure. and 0, who gives a flag yeah, fuck? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, because 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 the team is rallying around him and with him, right? And that's that's what wins right. are what matters. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't yeah. want to talk about it anymore, chance. Um so that perfect <laughs> well, it seems like it's a it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic in the Kraken community. Um, so that that does segue us into the last game that the Kraken played, uh, taking on Vancouver last night. As we record this, it's uh, January twenty sixth. Um, this game, they control the Kraken controlled this game from start to finish. Um, a lot of factors that we'll get into here in a little bit uh, about Vancouver probably affected this game. Um, it also, you know, it was bound to happen. The, the Vancouver has beaten the Kraken six times in mm-hmm. a row uh it was like the only western conference team the kraken had never beaten so it, it was bound to happen eventually um but the odds were really stacked against uh arguably a demoralized and crippled uh vancouver team and uh the kraken are on an absolute heater you know they're they're given you know a, a 2-1 shootout loss to the avalanche and a 2-3 win overtime win over the devils those are good those are good watermarks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's a good way to compare and show that your team is actually solid. So uh, they controlled this game from start to finish. It was fun to watch. I absolutely loved it. How, did, did it yeah. It, well, so I had to go back. Um, I watched the first period, and it was just utter utter fucking dominance. I literally like. I even got to pull out my fun uh, my fun you know trivia question for the for the family here. And uh, just asked them, you know, how many times they thought the the Kraken had beat Vancouver in the two years that they've been a team. Uh, lowest we got was two wins. So I t- I, t- I told them six wow. games played, and they they said okay, there were two two and four against them. So that's my new party trick. Well, it was my new party trick, but that is right now. But well, I mean, one in one in seven is still yes, not is. great in overall. You know, not suggested. Um, unfortunately. 
Unfortunately, I don't think the Kraken are going to be playing the Vancouver Canucks in any sort of playoff series Probably anytime not. soon. Um, well, again, we're, we're foreshadowing our next topic. But, uh, yeah, this game was – there was really no strong points for the, for the Vancouver <clears throat> Canucks. It was Kraken domination from start to finish. Um, Jones played fine, but the offense was just rolling. Like, it, stupid. Once again, we're, we were seeing fl- – it was it was absolutely stupid. You didn't, you've got Jared McCann pitching in a goal like he normally does. Uh, we mentioned it before. Ryan Donato with this, frankly, like it's one of those things that like you go back to the bench and you say you meant to do, but I don't think he meant. To I do mean, it. he scooped her. Like it was an it was a no look. It was a no backhand, look backhand. Fucking beautiful like, textbook. Absolutely textbook. Oh, it was so perfect. Like it, it was so perfect. I you, you just don't. Ugh. 99% of those times it's going to go over the net or wide or right into the goalie's chest. But that just went perfectly over the, over the, the glove. <laughs> um, did they pull their goal? Did they switch goalies? In uh, no, they just let Martin ride it out. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. He, I mean, good for him. I, he was getting just shelled. I, I think by, I, I turned it off with like two minutes left in the third period. Um, the, the Kraken were out shooting them by double, and the game was very much in hand. So um, it, it, there just wasn't much much to watch left. Uh, God, that was it was just an absolute dominant performance, and it shows. Like we talked about this before, when you when the Kraken when good teams play bad teams, you you want to see mm-hmm. these results. Like it can, it's like Toronto fans. Toronto fans freak out when you know the Arizona Coyotes or the Chicago Blackhawks come to town right now. Because they're like, oh, fuck, how are we going to lose this game? We, we can't you know? afford to lose this one right now. <laughs> no, oh, shit. Yeah, Like, if, if, you, if you were better, you would be fighting. If, if you were winning these games that you're supposed to be winning, you would be fighting the Boston Bruins for first place in sure. the division. Instead, you, you are on a collision course with playing the Tampa Bay Lightning again. <laughs> And history shows that they're just so fucked. God, I feel... I, I'm going to say it for the first time on the show. I feel bad for Toronto Police fans because you guys just can't catch a break. It took you 90... You, they cannot it catch a break. took you 96 episodes. Dude. To finally, <laughs> to finally feel bad for the Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Have a heart? Fan. Yeah. You, you, you His heart grew two, two sizes yeah, bigger. It's just exploding for Toronto Maple Leafs fans tonight. Good for you. It's, it's That's progress, it's dude. It. It's not it, but fuck, man. How many years in a row do they have to play the same teams in the playoffs? Like, one year, can't they get lucky and just play, like, a wild card team and maybe, you know? I mean, fuck. It's, yeah, it's, it's you can't hilarious. You can't lose to the Coyotes twice in a season and expect to play a wild card team, Chance. Come on. I don't feel bad for him at all. Point, point, point made. Yeah. Point made. So... Uh, once again, Toronto's uh, Toronto's on a collision course with playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round of the playoffs, and they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Yeah, goddamn. So, <laughs> so when you see the Kraken play a bad team like Vancouver, that's in disarray, and beat them like this, that's a mm. good sign. Like you shouldn't, you, you, you shouldn't. Uh, this is the NHL. There's parity. Blah 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 blah. But we're supposed to win these games. If the Kraken are for real, they're supposed to dominate these games, and they did. They did. Exactly. Yeah, it was an absolute ass kicking. Like I, I don't even like you. Honestly, didn't even realize that Vancouver was on the ice until the third period. 
Well, until Garland scored at like the the end of the second, right? Like that was that was literally it. I still do like Connor Garland I do too. Fuck, I would even even when Tana even when Tana was kicking his ass, man. There was, I think it was in the second or third period. Uh, Connor Garland and Tanev got into it, and Tanev just fucking just got. I mean, God, Connor Garland is probably hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodness yeah. sakes, but yeah, Donato's goal was hilarious. Um, Tolvanen with another fucking snipe. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and Bjorkstrand with two that night too, right? That so. kid, that kid, adding Tolvanen has probably you could argue there is an argument to be made that we have the best third line in the NHL. I don't I, I honestly it'd be interesting uh what is it it's uh, there's a there's a uh website that I used to follow actually on Twitter and they would always post like compared to all. yeah it's compared compared to all like the first lines and second lines and third lines and shit and like you know their expected goals and all that I blanking on the name but um i i honestly wouldn't be surprised if it you are not wrong it's just the fucking tolvin and gourd fucking bjorkstrand third line show there's just no way it's not that is that is unreal i mean like you could argue that that like on certain teams that'd be a first line yeah i mean honestly you could you could put them on any of the bottom five teams right now and i mean you know and they'd be, be a first line. line. I mean, just yeah. with their production, I think, I think you could look on paper and see like Line A and fucking Goudreau and be like, oh, who the fuck is their center? And then you don't know, you know. And then oh, that's those three guys. Those three guys are they better than the Coyotes' first line? Not tonight. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight. Schmaltzy with a fucking hattie, it's but different. it's fine. Tonight was. <laughs> Tonight was the night of the losers. Okay, it was an anomaly. There was a full moon out I, or something. Honestly, where all the bad teams decided. <laughs> hell to yeah, dude! The Blues lost. The Colorado Avalanche lost, and the uh, Calgary Flames lost. I'll let everyone figure out who they lost to, because that's it. You'll have to ask that. Uh, foreshadowing a little bit. So, folks, uh, 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 Chance here is going on vacation for, for, for a week, uh, going down to Mexico. Do you yeah. speak any Spanish? Uh, uh, shout out to uh, C. Cerveza. Una cerveza, si. That's all you need. Si. Baño. See? So I got it. Done. Baño. Baño. There you go. That's Yep. Where's the shitter? That's it. Yep. That's, I mean, where's the shitter? Give me more beers. Necesito cerveza, and where's the shitter? That's all you need. Margaritas. Yep. Um, So we're going on in there. Uh, Next week, uh, as of right now, uh, Devin Lewis, uh, a a famed blues fan, will be subbing in for me on the show next week. Uh, first time that I've had a sub in on the show, so that's that's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to hear that episode. Actually, I'll probably listen to it uh, while I'm in Mexico. God, it's gonna be so much better than our normal broadcast. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. I don't doubt it for a second. I don't doubt it. No, it's not because Devin's gonna get on here and he's just it's just gonna be a blues well, episode. Yeah, it's you guys are just gonna De- Devin Devin's gonna be like uh, the dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the shit behind him on the walls. He's gonna have fucking ninety conspiracy theories on how the Blues <laughs> are gonna make the playoffs, even though they're six. Yeah, out. definitely. Oh, before then, <laughs> oh no, not quite. I was gonna say they might play they might play Arizona again, but that's not till uh, 
That's not till February. I was just hoping they no, got waxed no. again. But Taylor, Jordan, but Taylor, Jordan Cairo. Yeah, sure. Robert Thomas, man. Come on. Yeah. All right. Where were we? God, we got getting derailed yeah. here. Um, yeah. So we were talking about the, uh, so the one thing that we, let's, let's, let's put a bow, let's put a bow on the, uh, Vancouver sure. game here. Uh, tour, I, I think it was the, toward the end of the second period, uh, known skill hockey player, Tyler yeah, big, Myers, big skill guy, who, uh, Big skill guy. Uh, actually, in reality, a uh, giant lumbering mm. moron that really hasn't had a good season since he played for Buffalo. And even then was pretty um, meh. And even then was was pretty rough. Uh, goes up to our sweet boy, Matty Beniers, when he's not looking and just fucking blindsides the guy. Um, Puck wasn't anywhere near Matty. Um, Matty, yeah, Matty ragdolls and falls to the ice and... and takes a god it looks so bad he bounces his head right off the mm-hmm. like i i know that they've got the best equipment and the best helmets in the game and god I, if if he doesn't have a concussion i i who what whatever brand he wears for helmet needs to like loop that video and say like because of our helmets he didn't get a concussion <laughs> because fuck man he just he like waves out like his his feet hit first and then he just bounces his head off the ice from this cross check from Myers and man uh it it, it sucks it to watch and it just makes you fucking it makes you fucking livid about Tyler Myers cuz there's there's it it's literally just a dirty play there's it, it Myers isn't like taking him down because the puck is coming his way or and there's it, this has nothing to do with the play Myers is sees a star player and is trying to take him out yeah yep and understandably so all of crack and twitter is now calling for ty myers's head um in fact many were were very upset when the department of player safety didn't come out and so i I mean to to be honest with you like it sucks that maddie got hurt it really does obviously um it's definitely a blind side it's definitely you know just you, you hate to see it too especially especially a young player because it's it is dirty it is dirty it's not it's not a typical dirty play though and so i think that's why they didn't look at it right right? so i mean if you think about it it really does just start as interference he this guy is like six fucking seven he's huge so like as his arms are extending he does get him in the face and shit like like sure like i would love to see him get a couple games from that because personally as a hockey player myself like I know what Myers is doing there. He's intentionally trying to injure Matty Beniers because he's pissed off. Something happened in the fucking corner, probably, right? Like, just a little... Uh, he he get beat to the front of the net by Matty Beniers and got pissed about it, right? So, like, as a hockey player, we know that he was trying to be dirty. He's trying to hurt their best player. Like, we, we know that, but it's just the player's safety is looking at that play and going, you know, almost like what what can we do right like what can we call in this situation i think i think they probably could have you know gone with with cross checking to the fucking head right like i mean um but you know at the same time i think i think to try to play devil's advocate that's probably where they were going um yeah god i i mean i i hope he's okay it's just i think it was it was definitely more of an awkward fall than anything but man myers needs to fucking answer for that shit and that's that's the one thing that i don't like oh. about this team 
there's there was nobody that it, it, as far as I know, like I only I, I watched most of the third. Nobody answered that call. Nobody went after Myers to to make sure. And you know what? Myers is a frightening guy. Um, we don't necessarily have a goon on the team, which is uh, there's good and bads of that. Um, but I'm looking at this and I so I'll I'll, I'll meet you. At, no, I won't play devil's advocate. What I'll do is I'll, I'll approach it from a non Kraken standpoint. I would say this was probably this this should have been a major. Yeah, yeah. Like I, agree. I don't I don't think it merits I don't think it merits player safety. Like I don't think it's suspension worthy because like the the egregiousness of it like it's a blindsided play and shit. If this if this happened 20 years ago, if this was 2008, we're not even thinking about it, yeah. You know, like we're not even thinking about it. We we're sitting here saying, "Oh, Maddie should have his fucking head up," when he doesn't even have the puck in the first place. But back then, mm-hmm. it was okay. That was that was the name of the game. Uh, now, now, it's it's just surprise. I think a lot of Kraken fans were calling for player safety because, as we've talked about on the show before, the player safety is so all right. over the map with with their determinations like we, at this point we have no idea what is suspension worthy and what isn't and i think when you at this point everybody just cries for it because it could happen it could not happen um in this particular case like no was the was the main point of contact to the head i don't know i think maybe it might have been to the neck area or shoulders just because tyler myers has a height advantage on maddie Meniers. yeah uh he hits the but man I, I just I can't get the like the gif of Maddie's head bouncing off the ice like it oh it makes me sick, um, it sucks so I, at bare minimum I think maybe it would it should have been at least mm-hmm. a major, um, you know a game misconduct right. kind of thing, he loses he loses the game or he's he's out for the rest kind of thing, um, I think that's probably what it should have been I I completely understand Kraken fans calling for blood Definitely. and wanting that, um, but you're right I I think. You're 100% right in the fact that, like, this is one of the best parts of this game is it's self-regulating, mm-hmm. you know, or at, le- at least it used right. to be. It used to be. Nowadays, nowadays it's not. But it used to be, where it was a self-regulating game, where if, if shit happened like that, oh, man, like, fuck. It, if Tyler Myers did that to somebody on, like, the Detroit Red Wings or something, you know Tyler Bertuzzi, Nick Cronwall, like, somebody is coming up to that motherfucker, and he's getting his right. <laughs> And, and I think, I think you know, like we've talked about, like there still is a need for that stuff because this, this to me, especially, especially like unless I'm on the Philadelphia Flyers, I get back to the bench and I look at that iPad because I want to see what happened, right? You like my Flyers shade there? Um, you like that? I like that a lot. Uh, you know, I want to see what happened, and so if I'm okay, Jamie Alexiak, right? Like he's a big dude; he can throw a little bit, right? Like he's he's okay at fighting. Um, if I'm Alexiak and I see Matty Beniers on the other side and clearly he didn't touch the fucking puck and he's just banged up, yeah. I'm looking at that iPad and I'm, f- I'm finding that number because I didn't see it at the time. Right. I think, I think I just get that feeling. That's what happened is not a lot of people saw what actually happened. Right. Um, on the ice, right. Like the players. So, but if I'm Alexiak, you better believe I am somehow jumping those boards and I'm getting out there that next shift that Tyler Myers is on the ice and I am hacking that sucker until he drops those gloves because I, I just like there has to be something like that. I think there, you know, there's still value in that in the game. And 
Um, I believe there was a fight. I, I, it actually was Alexiak who fought, I think, Luke Shen that game. Um, I, I, I just, it's hard for me to remember if it was before or after this incident. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just one of those things like that needs to happen. And it just really didn't. Right. Like Myers should have had at least a couple fucking knuckles to his face. Right. Like even if I'm Yanni Gord, like I'm going to get a couple swings in there and I'm going to jump off my skates and try to punch him in his face. Right. Like, you know, like I just I, I don't know. For me, that's that's kind of that's just the way that I look at the game. And, and Kraken don't really have anybody that you know, can get a little nasty, right? I don't, I just don't think, you know, no, that it, I don't know. Your goon, your goon is who? Tanner. I mean, I think, I think Ale- Alexiak just based on size, right? Like he can fight some of those bigger dudes. Yeah. But sure. I think in general, yeah, I mean like, you know, t- I think, you know, but that's not what he's known. No, he's for. known for like slow skates and like having a long stick. But right. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> who am I to judge? That's fair. Oh, God. Okay. Um, talked about Maddie enough. Uh, let's move into our Vancouver Canucks talk. But first, you know, we mentioned that we're sponsored by uh, the Hockey Podcast oh, Network, yeah, yeah, yeah. who has us reading reading DraftKings Ooh. ads. So here we go. You guys ready for this? Here we go. Here we go. We're going into it. We're going to ease into it like a latex <laughs> gimp suit or, or a lubed up fire pole. Mm-hmm. Sound effects. We need to re- we need to record that sound and just use it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. We can and we just we, we like in post we can yeah, just throw I that like in. It a lot. Okay, four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Ooh, I like parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. What? Uh, Wells, we're down to I think we're down to fourteen. We're down to four teams now in the NFL. You you follow you, you follow. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I, honestly, just for betting purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, it's I I think I do know. I I always like to in the NFL. I always like to root for the underdogs. So I think uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. To do yeah. Because well. I don't. It's in my lifetime they've never been successful. So that's that's who I like to. Uh, I'll always go with in the yeah. NFL. Um, unfortunately, Seattle, Seattle's not there. I know. I, that's okay. Actually, um, oh, I was just oh, gonna go say, ahead. I threw some. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't, uh, wasn't with DraftKings at the time, but uh, I threw some some futures down on Seattle, and then they proceeded to get absolutely waxed in the first game. So, uh, goodbye twenty dollars. But you know, it was fun. Well, it lasted. <laughs> right. 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 Absolutely. Um, no. So I, I, I've definitely been, I, I'm always one of those guys that as, as the, as the teams whittle down into the NFL, it, it's always fun to sit down and watch a, watch a football game. So definitely, definitely don't have any problems with that. Um, God, I, 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 as long as the San Francisco 49ers don't win. Yes, please. I am in the same boat. Fuck that okay, shit, dude. Perfect. I think I'm glad we're all, <laughs> glad we're all in agreement yeah. on that. So 
If you guys are interested in placing any action on this, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Uh, There are minimum age and eligibility restrictions that we will put in our show notes. So if you're interested, because I'm not going to sit here and go really fast. You should try. I'm not not Jimmy Mm, Dickskin from Letterkenny. Well, that's your own fault. Dickens. Dickens. I could, yeah, it's a gambling problem. Call 887. Pretty good. I can't do it. It's pretty good. It's not going to happen. Cool. If you have a gambling problem, problem get uh, find yeah. help it's not good i do have a game i i i went to the casino the other day while we were here in idaho falls and uh i came out five bucks ahead and a free t-shirt so yeah man there you go i see it's not a problem that's, if you're that's right i mean i you know now i i, I only got the free t-shirt because i walked in there without one <laughs> that on that is but... not true that is that is not a statement that uh chance said <laughs> <laughs> Guys in court, Your Honor, Dusty Bender. The podcast host said, and I quote, <laughs> and and I quote. He plays the clip in, in court. It's like that's not admissible. Like, I don't know. It somehow catches the the sound bite too. It goes, Whoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judge is like, what the fuck was that? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, betting is, uh, bet- betting is fine. Your Honor, in the episode Lubed Up Polls, <laughs> the podcast host clearly said... Hey. Okay. You know, that's, uh, just okay. nothing we can do. The ju- judge is like, well, it is important to lube up your poll. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> They're not wrong there. Oh, shit. They're not wrong. All right. Let's move into... What has become over the past, I would say, well, I mean, this has been developing for a while, worst kept secret in hockey, that uh, Butterball Bedreau has been fired yeah, I mean, from the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Replaced with a legendary, aggressively mediocre coach. Rick, the talk, talk it, huh? But Why? chance but why (laughs) why are you asking me i was asking you why why as as someone who has rooted for a team that has had rick talkett as their coach how do you explain this move uh there's one simple answer to this and it's called passing the blame okay Okay. uh Ah. yeah yeah so scapegoat scapegoat so they 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 honestly i mean if they were serious about like actually pushing and doing this kind of thing, uh, Bruce Boudreaux would have gotten a longer contract, right? They basically tried to fuck him from the beginning and say, yeah, here's two years, right? Like they, they didn't care, dude. They just, they, they knew that they had kind of created this defense with Tyler fucking Myers. That's absolute trash. Right. And so it's just like, you know, and then, and then all it took was Thatcher Demko to get hurt because they got rid of all their backup goalies. Right. To where like just an absolute fail. And so I think I think it, this is just that that merry go round of coaches and the the wheel spun and it landed on Rick Tockett's card. 
and we decided on Rick Taka to just kind of, you know, see them through, uh, you know, a big win against Chicago. Um, you know, just that's that's the direction that we uh, that was such a that was such a like, you know, yeah, yes, they haven't had any sort of like a lot of practice time with Tockett, but it was just like, yeah, you barely beat Chicago. Um, like that's where you guys are, right? Like you, this is where you are. Would you believe, would you believe, would you believe that this was almost worse because apparently they were talking to Mike Babcock. Oof. Woof. Oof is right. Like this could have almost been worse. So, Mike Babcock's on the team. Elias Pettersson sits for three Yeah. Games. Oh, my God. Probably. That's that's the kind of shit that you get from Mike Babcock. So, uh, no. Rick Tockett, I mean, boy, I, I guess I could pull up his. Oh, you want to know his coaching record? Because I already did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Tell me. Is there any success that this man had? Uh, he had a single postseason appearance with the Coyotes during the 2020 playoff bubble. So, I mean, if you're going to throw a bigger asterisk onto a season, mm-hmm. probably the 2020 playoff bubble, right? And then he proceeded to go a whopping yeah. 178 wins. Okay, just highlighting wins first. Uh, 200 losses and 60 overtime losses. So, um, yeah, one of the most winningest coaches in the NHL comes into an absolute dumpster fire of a team and management thinks it's going to get better. How do you not... I like I. Why do you go with... It? God, I, I have so many questions. Like, it's hard to even get one out. How, first off... We need the NHL needs to get off of this train of like recycling bad coaches. Like, oh, he had mediocre results. Maybe it'll work for us. Like, no. Like, maybe maybe I'm mildly biased and like looking at Steve Eiserman, but like, there are good coaches in the AHL and other areas that are having success. Give them a fucking right. shot. Like, it's I, at this point. Like, if I'm sitting here, like, okay. I, in fact, I would even listen to an argument over Mike Babcock over Rick Tockett. Like at least Babcock has some cups mm-hmm. under his belt. Like uh, you, there's the I I still think Mike Babcock, especially for today's NHL, Mike Babcock is a yeah. terrible coach. I I don't think he would be good in any modern system. But at least there's that argument. They're like, well, Mike Babcock has three cups. Okay, great. Like in the NHL, that's enough to get 100%. you in the door. I totally understand that. Why, it's why John Tortorella has been milking his 2002-2003 Stanley Cup with the fucking Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, yeah, it's he's got one cup. So he's a Stanley Cup winning coach. Oh, fuck, here we go. He's going to get a job until he dies. Um, it, it, same thing with Badcock. How do you not look at Rick Tockett and you go like, okay, this is not a good coach. Like, he, he, has, he does not have a proven track record. He's not good. Uh, it's it's he's like it, to me. Talkit is in the same category as like Yao, like oh, Mike yeah. Yao, where I it's like I don't understand how this guy keeps getting a fucking job. Like give he he cannot be a head coach. It's he has no success. And when you look at all this, like why can't you go to fuck who's the, who's the top AHL? I mean, you should know you're the AHL guy. Remember. Oh, yeah, of course, absolutely. Sorry, 
Um, AHL standings. Let's do AHL standings. My clickety-clack on my keyboards. Uh, who's the top team right now? Hershey Bears are right up there. Okay. Toronto Marlies. Texas Stars. Holy shit. And the Coachella Firebirds. Maybe we should be following there you go, the, dude. Maybe we should be following the Coachella yeah. Firebirds. You know what? You know what? Mildly off topic. That would be super cool to go to a Coachella Firebirds. Yeah, man. I... I know, I know some folks down there, man. We could definitely, uh, we could make it happen. Oh yeah. Um, we should figure that out. But like, why don't you? Why, if you're the Vancouver Canucks, it, this happens all the time. You you approach coaches of other AHL teams, and then you just ask the team permission if you want if they can interview. Why don't you go to any one of these other teams and roll the dice? Yeah. Like, go to one of these winning coaches and say, "Hey, man, like." We, we we got nothing to lose. We have literally nothing to lose. Let's let's try. Let's give a guy a shot. Let's give this dude that has a proven track record, not necessarily at this level, but let's give this guy, new guy a shot instead of Rick fucking Tockett, who is the the fucking definition of aggressively mediocre. He's not even mediocre. Mediocre would imply that he's sure. five hundred. Yeah, I honestly like this. It, so, so this article that that I had pulled up, kind of ch- seeing his coaching record and stuff, is is trying to make him sound better, right? So he actually he has two Stanley Cups as a coach, yeah, as an assistant coach, right? With the with the stacked Crosby Penguins, um, he the, my favorite part is it says widely credited with being the voice that brought out the best in talented but enigmatic winger Phil Kessel. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, so he was the guy that brought hot dogs into the yeah, fucking dude. locker room, like, or or no, 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 because that was always pr- that was proven to be be a, something made up. But the thing he does do is soda, and so like what he like Rick Tockett's like, dude, you can drink as much Fuck soda, yeah, as dude, more. like all the soda. I'm I'll buy I'll buy you two liter before every game. Or is like it was that it? Like or he's the voice that brought out the best in Phil Kessel. So maybe he you know he he worked out a deal with Phil where he's only eating like three hot dogs a day. Mm. Was able to rein him in a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Talk it, get, you know, kept coming up behind him and grabbing his belly fat a little bit. You know, give the give the old handles a squeeze or something. Who knows? Jesus but yeah, I think. Christ. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I this is where my conspiracy theory is, because I think I think there's like a okay. hit me with it. This retool word that Vancouver is throwing around is instantly debunked by the hiring of Rick Tockett. Right. So I think the conspiracy theory is it, the reason that you still have some of these shit coaches in the NHL is because deep down these teams know they're rebuilding there's just no way you can ask a sane fucking hockey player and say yeah no this this gm is they're gonna retool they're gonna be fine like come on dude so like they're literally just picking rick talking and saying hey man you're just gonna be with us through this fucking rebuild is that cool we're pretty much gonna just dog your name essentially right are you good with getting paid this amount of money for however many fucking years and he's like yeah dude like i'm not getting any other jobs besides being an analyst right so basically what jeff basically what jeff blashell did with the Detroit exactly Red like they paid him exactly to- and i i just yeah. i think there's just this network of coaches who have kind of signed on the dotted line and let it be known throughout the league that like yeah 
I'm cool. I'm cool with just being the face of losing for another one more franchise or, you know, I got two more franchises in me and then and then, you know, then they're really going to start burning down the fucking stadium because they clearly know I'm shit. You know what I mean? Like I, it's just to me is is something so like in his short tenure with the Vancouver Canucks, I think he's what? Oh, and two. No, he won. They, I think they won their first game. I think they did actually end up beating Chicago, but don't quote me on that. I think they did. I think they did beat Chicago, and then, um, yeah. Let's 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 take a let's take a quick pixie poo here. Oh, they did beat the Blackhawks. Yeah, Black yeah. Right. So, and then and then they. I think I think their very next game was uh, Kraken. So then they're basically yeah. So then they're basically just walking into, um, you know. So 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 I think that's where they're at. I don't think they've played anybody since then. So. They didn't play anybody tonight. And the Blackhawks are, I mean, they're on their own they're on their own tank, but at least the Blackhawks are admitting it. Like they're they're not they're they're not trying to convince anybody. No, no, no. We're actually we're trying to make God. Such a joke. Yeah, I just We're gonna we're gonna put Peter Morazic in again and uh yeah, making the play. I just I, I'm ready to see some of their moves, right? Like I I'm ready to see what this GM thinks is a better option for this team. Right. And maybe it is good. Like th- yep. this is why he's, prof- you know, professionally paid to do this kind of shit. And maybe it's the right move. Um, if we don't see a lot of action from this team at the deadline, what the fuck are we doing? So the rumor is, is that whoever GM, the GM has been, wh- whoever, while this ownership group has been in Vancouver, this is the rumor. I it never been confirmed. I don't believe. But the rule from ownership is no rebuild. We are not rebuilding. So every GM is hamstrung into trying to, you know, pull a Ken Holland where you're trying to piece together a team every year, even after you lost. Let's let's be real. Have the Vancouver Canucks been the Vancouver Canucks since the Sedin twins retired? I mean, they got cute for a little bit when Pedersen was first coming, you know, coming to the league because, you know, but but since then. Flirted with it. Yeah, since then, I don't think they've seen really any sort of any real success, right? I mean, it's all kind of been essentially bubble hockey, right? I mean, since, since, you know, so. So coming up, it, we'll, we'll do a little speculation and then we'll move on. But this team, so because of the move of Rick Tockett and recently, most recently they signed uh koozie. Yeah. Which is a good signing in my opinion. Uh, do you, what did you, what did you think of this this term? Just two years. Two years at what? Five point. It's, it's five point five. Mm-hmm. What, five five and a half. Five point five. That's that's short term. Is that is that because that's not confidence inspiring? That's like okay, you're gonna have to figure this out. Like that's not a long term deal kind of. Thing. This this deal is fully. You're having a nice year this year. You're a twenty-something-year-old, like an older rookie, right? I think he's twenty-seven, something, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Um, you know, prove to us that you can do it again, and if you can continue to do it, you are in our potentially. You know, maybe you are in our future plans, or if we really scorch the earth and decide to actually sell off some players, like we probably should do, you know, 
you're on a fairly decent contract if you especially if you continue to do what you've been doing this year right so i i don't mind it i i think he's too old to lock up long term when you don't know what he's going to continue to look like i think that's fine i think if this was year two or three of him doing what he's doing where he's putting up second line numbers essentially uh, I think I think that's totally okay to give him a, a longer deal and just kind of see where it goes. But I think I think that's actually not a bad move. I think five and a half is probably still too high. Um, I'd probably put him more towards the four, four and a half. I, I think five and a half is too much. But um, he may he might have wanted six and a half based on the season that he's having, right? So uh, you're kind of meeting him more or less in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, interesting one. That is very much so. Um, it, it, but basically, though, uh, cap wise, the Canucks. So they they decide early on that they'll they want T.J. Miller, and they they sign Kuzi now, basically saying that Bo Horvat. Yeah, is out. big time. Uh, real quick, real quick speculation on this. Where do you think he goes? Oh, whoever needs a second line center, really, right? I mean, that's that's what he should be. I, I know he's the captain of that team. Um, they won't trade him into the, into the Pacific, right? I, I just, I don't see them doing something like that, uh, as much as, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, even, even, uh, I guess the Pacific actually, the teams that are in right now don't really need second line centers anyway, so it's not a big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely see, I could see, you know, maybe going as like some insurance for a team like Boston, who um, actually I was just discussing, I was just chatting with my okay. with my uh, brother in law today about you know why why Boston's so good, and I I think it's because they have those those two top centers on pretty nice contracts, right? So they brought the, they brought the old boys back, yeah. Um, and so you know, getting that getting that security, right? I mean, you could have Krejci or Bergeron go down at any second just with their age. Um, so I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's really, really a bad plan. Um, I think you can look at teams like Carolina, even with some success, right? I mean, you kind of have, you know, a Jordan's Carolina's Carolina's has been rumored to be a bit. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, Jordan Stahl is realistically a a second line or a third line. Sorry. Um, and then Ajo, if you want to stick him on that first, you've got a nice opening for for a second liner. Um, so I, th- I think I do think he gets shipped out east. I just don't think there's really anything. I mean, maybe, maybe the Jets, right? Like may- maybe the Jets behind Shifley for for you know just some speculation on a West Coast team. But I think I think everybody else kind of has that second line center set up to where um, you know taking a flyer on some guy who's probably just going to leave the next year. Uh, it's gonna it, you know it's gonna it's gonna have to be. Um, Vancouver might have to retain some salary even, right? I mean, just depending on what happens. So I think in general, Vancouver is, it's, they can say retool all they want. They're going for a rebuild. There's there, it needed to happen. You know, it needed to happen a while ago. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately for like guys like Elias Pedersen or Quinn Hughes, um, they didn't start it soon enough. Uh, it it sucked. It like it would have sucked. It would have sucked to keep those guys through a rebuild and force them to go through those mm-hmm. shitty years. But you know what? They they would have liked it in the long run. They would have liked time. it in the long run. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. All right. Moving on to some other topics that we have here with the last last little few minutes we have with the show. Um, stadium series jerseys came out for Carolina and Washington. What do we think about this? I I really like Washington's. So I really I really like the bird. I like how it, you know, 
plays into the the shoulder patch. Uh, I think you know pretty simple, yep. but but definitely you know pretty clean too, right? Like I think there's you got to find that fine line. I think so. I, I think Washington pretty good. Um, I don't mind the Canes. I just I think it's kind of boring, but I, you know at the same time. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not horrible. It's not like, it's not like I'm looking at it and I'm going, why the, what the fuck were they thinking? Right. So that's a, at least a bonus. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I actually like the caps one. I think it's, I think it's pretty slick. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the caps one is if I had to pick one of the two that I like, it's the caps one. Uh, I, I, overall, I don't like either one of these jerseys really in terms of like other stadium sure. series jerseys or reverse retros or whatever. Like, I I understand that the Capitals are on the road, but shit, man, why don't you take that sick black jersey that you've been using for the reverse retro, mm. make it white, throw on that eagle on the front? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is that is the way to go. That's what they should have done. Uh, this is fine. The Carolina jersey is, is boring, boring and dumb, and it's it's boring and dumb, and I I just. I feel like whoever is doing the jerseys for I'm hoping that because Adidas is losing the contract for the jerseys, hoping that that changes up a little bit and we get more some more creative jerseys that aren't so fucking just bland. I, don't know. I yeah. just feel like I feel like whoever does the I just feel like whoever does the Adidas jerseys like takes so much influence from you know NFL where it, it, it's okay to mm. be boring like that's what NFL jerseys are they're supposed to be kind of bland. Um, I just feel like that they try to borrow that, and for for a for a few of the teams in the league, yes, has to be. You know, the Detroit Red Wings. They're going fuck Red Wings fandom freaked out because they're the the reverse red. That's black. Huge no no. Huge no no with Love the Red it. Wings because we don't have black in our jerseys. It's red and white. So huge no no on that front. But like, I, so I, I I understand it. But with the Hurricanes, fuck. You guys don't have any jersey identity. It seems like you guys change jerseys every fucking year. So go with something that's good. Reinvent it. I mean, it, shit, look at and And in 10 years, when the team is doing better, you do a reverse retro like the buff, uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Everybody, everybody loves those bullhead jerseys now, even though we completely forget that they were <laughs> dog shit all those years, with that they wore those bullhead jerseys. But whatever. Yeah. Last, last I heard, so. Buffalo hadn't lost in those uh in those bullheads this year, they I I want to say that's no longer the thing. I, I want to say that they did lose the other day in them, but yeah, they were fucking they were hot in those bullheads, man. <laughs> hey, that being said, okay, look, I'm I'm one of those guys that literally loves almost all of the Buffalo Sabres jerseys that are out there. I I love the the dark blue ones that they wore when Ryan Miller was there. I like the light blue ones that were kind of I a like callback yeah, to the sick. old like the '80s and whatnot. Those were great. I, I love that. I wish they were just better in them, so they're not associated sure. with failure. And then, and the the buff the, the bullhead. I I think okay. This is definitely nostalgia playing in because when I was a kid, I hated those jerseys. I thought they were so stupid. Um, but now, now I think mm-hmm, they look really mm-hmm. good. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe there is something to it in the sense that if you can just associate good play with the jersey, then then you're. You know that that's going to be what you're known for, which is you, you and I talked about in a previous episode. Like the sharks, like why would the sharks redo their jerseys right now? They're terrible. You want you want the the full teal to be associated with, you know, arguably the worst shark scene you've had. In right. Years? Yeah. That's I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on it. Um, but will will you watch that stadium series game? Uh, if I have, if I if I can get it, 
Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's always my issue. Um, you see, ba- you see, Bailey Sports is firing uh, filing for bankruptcy. Who? Ba- Bailey does oh, oh, like oh, yes, 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 Bailey yes. does the local feeds. Bailey does the local feeds for like twelve yeah. NHL teams. Fuck. Not I'm not surprised. They're they're probably they're losing all their you know they're losing all their viewers to pirates. Yeah. So. But but like uh, yeah I don't know I, it's just the NHL has to. I I could talk about this till I'm fucking blue. Um. Oh, we could we could do. How the fuck can I not watch cracking games when they're on the road? I can't go to the fucking game, dude. What I are we doing? Oh, just shit, just fucking kills me, man. No, we we don't even need to go into that. We're 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 rounding out on time. We don't need to go down to mm-hmm. that fucking rabbit hole. Um, speaking of a rabbit hole, though, uh, Gary Bettman recently uh, took took the opportunity to come out in front of a mic and answer questions, which we all just love because he's just a great wordsmith. Uh, the the golden nuggets that came from his uh, media availability recently was one that the uh, the mm-hmm. sale is open for the Ottawa Senators, uh, which I think when Ryan Reynolds buys them, they'll be renamed the Hell Deadpool's, yeah. which I I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, and then he also made the uh, very very uh, polar stupid like dipshittery. Pol- is that a word? Pol- yeah, I was gonna say, pol- polarizing would imply that there's another sure. side of this argument, but it's just Gary Bettman versus the so world. Stupid. Uh, he said that there's no tanking in the Shut NHL, the which is so laughable. Dude. Like we could just end the last five minutes of the show with just laughing of how ridiculous. Like I-, I can't believe he said it with. I can't believe he said it with a straight face. Like he he knows he's not. I- I'm I am giving Gary the benefit of the doubt. He's not stupid. I know he's not. He has to say that. Big time. Like, I, Big I time. know. I have to believe that he knows. If he is that dumb and genuinely he's like, oh, no. No teams in the NHL ever tank, even though you've got, like, three teams that Openly are tanking. publicly saying sure. they're tanking. Like, like Chicago is very publicly yeah. saying they're tanking. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like, they're actively trying to trade their best. Montreal put... Caulfield on the shelf because his shoulder was a little bit sore because he was scoring too many goals. Yeah, he got a he got a tattoo the he got a tattoo the other night and it's and it it's sore. It hit bone, chance. It hit bone. So so Caulfield's on the shelf. <laughs> Surgery time. So he, that guy, it's just, I understand he's a lawyer and lawyers have to say shit that you just don't believe in you have to say it so sure. I, I get it and we can we can go down the whole argument of oh is gary bettman a good thing for the nhl and blah 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 i get that it doesn't mean i have to like the guy and when he says shit like this that is just blatantly untrue like he know <laughs> he knows it's not true oh yeah he know it unless he absolutely knows it's not true and yet he says it anyway it just it it makes him look like an idiot. I know he's not an idiot. The guy is smart. He's made, he's brought in a lot of money to the NHL. But fuck, it just makes him look so bad when he has to say shit like he's, this. Because everyone and their fucking mother knows that there's... He's not an idiot. We all just know, when we think of Gary Bettman, we just think of slimy, like, out-of-date yes. car salesman, right? Like, just stupid. Yep. Like, you know idiocracy right i mean that's that's what he is and he has to be like you said but it's just like 
dude, at some at some point, you know, we need to hear something real come out of your mouth or like you're going to we're going to lose people like we we are going to I mean, I, honestly, I'd be surprised if their numbers aren't down with the board ads. I'd be surprised um, we haven't confirmed that it's on, you know, playing on any other team. Oh, but everybody loves oh, yeah, those definitely. board ads. Yeah, well, just like fucking them. Chicago is going for the cup this year. People, they're working people really love well. The board ads as much as Chicago's they're, going for the cup this year. It was the same thing. You know, if you if you watch, if you're actually just watching the game and where the play goes, like yeah, you might be upset. But if you don't look at the boards at all, it's actually yeah, really great. yeah. No, if players don't get near the boards, you can see everything perfect, <laughs> and it's great. It's just enjoyable. Players never and the play, and players never board battle. Like there aren't entire drills that are designed, you know, to battle in the boards <laughs> or anything like that. Like never that never happens. Yeah, I mean, but you know, and I'm such a good hockey fan that I don't even notice the boards chance. Like I'm watching this puck right. to a T. Um, even though the Ducks decided that they needed to put a fucking tracer on the power play because I couldn't see the puck well enough. Uh that's a whole other fucking story. So I have not I have not seen oh this phenomenon. Fuck. Uh, you apparently have. Uh, is is this just the bring back of the nineties? Like, it's, yes, it's like NHL hits, dude. Okay, but it's okay. And it's you, you super like distracting. It. I honestly, and it's it's delayed at this point, right? So it's it's still fucking delayed. Oh. You know, it's if they if they get to, you know if the cameras on the east side, and they come too close to the east side boards. You can't even see, you, know, you can't see the puck, and then all of a sudden, like the puck shoots out, and then a streak comes like two seconds later. It's it's and like I don't know. It's just it's so bizarre. And then the whole time they're basically like, and I don't mind this part. We were kind of talking about it last night where we were watching um, or two nights ago. They also have the name tags of the players of the power play team above the players um which i don't mind that too much it's just yeah this puck street i mean it's it's it honestly makes it harder to follow it's for casual it is but it's like like, come on dude that uh killing the game i know in i'll i'll withhold judgment on it because i've 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 you and i have watched hockey with a lot of casual fans or people that haven't even watched games before and and i i will say that the number one concern when watching hockey on tv that i hear from casual fans is that they can't track the puck so I, I understand why they do it, but I think the problem has always been that there's such a divide because it, it alienates people who can right. touch the puck. Jesus so, fuck. Um, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. Okay. Um, last thing that we wanted to talk about, uh, Kaner, Olavander Kane, buddy of the podcast. Uh, he owes us $27. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we, we, we're actually going to meet him down in San Jose uh, for bankruptcy mm. court because he's going to miss a few games. He's going to miss his game, miss a few games for bankruptcy court down in San Jose. And, uh, we'll, we'll be there for, for compensation, <laughs> uh, along with all the other debtors that he has. What are you guys uh, here for? Oh, we have a podcast and we just decided he owes us $27. What are you here for? Oh, he owes me like two grand, like, <laughs> two, 200,000. Kate's like, I probably mm. do. Here you go. Just hands us off. Um, I, I just we don't need to go too deep into this. We've already made our hatred for Evander Kane very clear on this show. Um, it's is it just bizarre that a that a professional athlete who gets paid millions of dollars every year is going to bankruptcy? It's just court? bizarre to me that he like like what is he living on? Like, how do you mismanage your funds so much? Like, it, I think I've heard one sad sob story from the NHL where it, it was like a Columbus player or a Pittsburgh player 
where his parents screwed him out mm-hmm. of everything and he had to do bankruptcy. I, I can't remember who it was. It was a defenseman for Columbus and then he went to and then he went to Pittsburgh and I don't even mm-hmm. know if he plays anymore. Um fairly influential, but it, like his parents screwed him out of his money and then he, you know, he was he was basically broke. Um so there's a little sympathy there, but there's no sympathy for Evander Kane here. Like it's it is well documented. Even talk to it, talk to an Edmonton Oilers fan. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to defend Evander Kane's integrity God, and no. honor. They're going to say, "Yeah, but he puts the yeah, but he scores the right." Points. Agree with you, but then say say <laughs> say why they don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I don't. I don't care because he's depth scoring that we sure. desperately need. Because apparently Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle can't win us a cup on their. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah this is so bizarre dude okay. so bizarre. well it's such a strange it's such a strange thing and the fact that he's missing games for it like he apparently apparently like he he's reached out to the oilers and said like hey like i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss these games from this date to this date because hey, i can court and and the team was just <laughs> and then the team was just fine with that. I just love that he was, wasn't because, I mean, I don't love that he was on the shelf, but I do love that he couldn't just somehow have this like rescheduled to where he was on the shelf or during the off season. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah. Ken, Kenny, Kenny Holland, Kenny Holland. He's like, do yeah. you need some money? How like, are you getting what, there? What can I do for you? <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm, take, I'm t- right. <laughs> taking a train. <laughs> I'm, itch, I'm itching, baby. Oh, shit. Just hopping on the next rail car. What do you? How do you think I'm getting down there? <laughs> <laughs> poor. Oh, poor Evander. He's got. He's, he's just got his hand cut, and now he's got to hitchhike his way across North America. Yeah. If you have a if you have a betting problem, call one eight hundred. Losing is bad. Winning is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Losing will send you to San Jose in the middle of a hockey season. Okay. <laughs> that's very true alright that's probably about it isn't it alright I think that's about it once again everybody everybody new and old listeners thank you so much for listening to the show we we honestly genuinely appreciate it um, we'd love to give shout outs to everybody who gives us a review on whatever podcast you're listening on hey add us, add us on twitter or facebook um, send us a shout us out there uh, we love to hear good stuff. Uh, you know, if you got bad stuff too, maybe, maybe keep it to No, just kidding. If if you guys, if you guys want to hear anything on the show, if you guys want us to hear us, like a take on something or add something, let us know. We're always open to everything. We we are totally open. DMs are open on that front. Uh, please leave us a nice review and subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on whatever podcast you're on. Uh, shout out to the hockey podcast network check out all of our partners on there and DraftKings. once again use them if, for all of your gambling needs if you have a gambling problem uh you should probably win more so there you go there you go I <laughs> well else you got anything makes sense. uh lube your poles folks and lube your poles all right everybody with that we'll see you next week and one two three stop